0: to you and 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 you um we're at like we're testing some stuff out for the new year um it's what two pacific standard time three four five eastern standard time i know a lot of you guys have asked like you know can you go earlier live blah 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 the things so we're trying some some different stuff out because i know that my normal time is late for the East Coasters, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna just see what happens. Uh, shout out to the live chat, Gram Nineteen. I see you, Warrior Mom. Better Days, Michelle. What's up? Uh, you guys, you can support the show by looking at the bottom of your screen. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Do, 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 do. I'm doing David and Annie after the ninety days, season two, episode five. David the Monk the monk david is a monk the the one question i'm gonna pop this up here so before i even get started i'm trying to figure out because you know they film six years six years six years in advance they film six months uh in advance and you know how david shaved his head right and then now i'm trying to figure out so he must have done the two cameras before before he shaved his head. So if you're looking at this photo, this must have been done before he became a monk because you know how David has hair transplants? I'm still trying to figure out how his hair is going to grow back or how it did grow back or like what's the situation. So because now present day, right? January 11th, he has hair again. So like I'm trying to figure out like did your hair grow black after if you shave it after a hair transplant? Someone let me know because I'm, I'm very, very curious. Anyways, David's becoming a monk today. Uh, he shaved his head. And part of the tradition for him is he has to wear this white robe um, thingy so that it symbolizes he's pure in spirit, in heart, in, in body, all the things before he can become a monk right? So uh, meanwhile, this is all being live streamed to Ashley, his daughter, um, by Amber on her iPad, which I thought was really nice because, you know, Ashley and David have not had the best of relationships. So the fact that he's continuing to think about her and trying to include her in the things that he's getting into, um, I think it's important, right? Because we know that she still has some animosity and hostility towards him for not being there during her whole life, basically. And Ashley thinks that, you know, the bald head is a good look on him. And I think I told you guys this last week. I feel the same way. I feel like David actually can rock out the bald head. What do you guys think? Definitely let me know in the comments. Let me know in the live chat. If you think that David could rock out this hair, look like with no hair is what I'm trying to say the bald look versus the hair transplant so one of the things that we learn which I thought was really great because you know one of the things I think that after the 90 days does well is shows us the history um and just like the travel and the meaning of the things that they're doing I always talk to you guys about you know I think that TLC gets missed opportunities when they don't show, for people that don't have the opportunity to travel, they don't show the history, the culture, and all of that of, of the countries that they go to. So I think one of the things that they do well is showing that. So one of the things we learn about David becoming a monk, besides having to wear all white to show his purity, what's supposed to happen is like the village people are supposed to carry him onto the back of the truck. So his feet are not supposed to hit the ground because he wants to continue to stay pure. But no one can put him on the the truck. So because, as Annie says, no one's able to carry David, so he's going to have to walk on his own. So what they do try to do to like minimize the fact that his feet hit the ground is that they put like a chair in front of the truck, which is what you're seeing right now. And he steps on the chair to get onto the truck. Meanwhile, her whole village has taken the day off. They're going to walk him from the village to the temple and they're going to be singing and dancing and all of the things, um, which I just thought was beautiful. And David thought it was beautiful as well. He talked about how, you know, this village and her family have been so supportive of him and so supportive of the things Um that he is doing. And he talks about how nine years ago he was at the lowest point. And that's when we met them, you guys. Can you believe that we met David and Annie nine years ago? Uh, he moved to Thailand. Uh, he lost his home. He lost his cars. He had a stroke. He got divorced. He lost everything. He moved to Thailand. And if you guys remember, his best friend was supporting his behavior. And I think that that behavior back then is not the same David that we know now. Um, Many people, you know, were saying that he was like a sex tourist, allegedly, and doing all the things. And um, Jeff, I think that guy's name was, his best friend, uh, had like a company that he'd bring Americans over to Thailand. And it was like a whole thing, right? If you guys can remember. So fast forward nine years and, you know, David's becoming a monk. Absolutely, he's come a long way. Hey, Raydella. Uh, Better day says that's crazy how long we've known them. I know we're getting old, y'all. Uh, Jocelyn says, "How can monks be married?" Well, one of the things we learned, if you remember from what David said, is that David doesn't is not necessarily to be a practicing monk. Uh, it's a rite of passage for Thai men. So whether he's a monk for a week, a month, a year, forever, part of uh, just uh, the rite of passage of, of respecting the Thai culture is for the men to become monks for X amount of periods of time. So I don't think that um, him being married is, is the issue. I think him being indoctrinated into the culture and appreciating the culture is what he's trying to accomplish here. Uh Gram19 says that, yes, I like the bald head on David and Gram19 so much appreciated. Thank you so much for the super sticker. I really, really appreciate those of you that support the show. Uh, I put a lot of work into it, so I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Gram19. Okay, so <clears throat> let me take this Banner down for now so we can focus on the show. So he's on his way to the temple and one of the things that I loved seeing was this. You see the culture. You see the village people dancing. It's like a parade. They have cans of beer and whiskey. The villagers are dancing. There's fireworks. And, you know, David's a little bit nervous because he wants to make sure he doesn't embarrass anyone. He wants to make sure that he is committed to becoming a monk, which, you know, one of the things that I talked about last week as well is the fact that he, in my opinion, should probably have done a little bit more research um, because I feel like he didn't know enough about the process and what it entails. But his heart was pure, right? So, um. David talks about how he holds monks in high regard and he wants to do his very, very best. And, you know, I just love looking at this photo. I just love like the colors. I love, I love the outfits. I love the support. I love how they're having so much fun celebrating. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching from the Launch Your Online Shop stage all the way to the We Just Hit a Million Orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Someone who really is trying to embrace their culture. I just think it's, I think we need more of this, you guys. We need less of Angela and Ed and the toxicity of you know, going to a country thinking that because you're American, you have all these privileges and rights. So you're gonna go and tear up someone's country by tearing up their property and cussing them out, rather than this, what we're seeing with David Annie, where you're embracing the culture, you're celebrating the culture, you're trying to understand the culture. Like we wanna see more of that. And you know, just speaking as a non-American. I have to tell you that I appreciate this, even though David may not know all the things, even though I just said like he should have done more research, all the things. I appreciate the fact that he's trying. I appreciate the fact that they share that he's trying to learn and understand versus what I'm seeing with Angela and the Angela's out there, the Ed's out there where it's like, it just portrays Americans in such a stereotypical Terrible light. And that's why the stereotype of Americans traveling abroad and how they have like a bad reputation is perpetuated. It's because we're seeing it perpetuated because of the entitlement factor. Like, you are not in America. If you decide to leave America and visit another country, you should really try to at least make an effort to embrace their culture. That is my opinion. So, Like I said, love seeing this, love seeing that they're all supporting David, a foreigner, trying to become a monk. And uh, they get to the temple and the monk that's in charge um, is sitting there. And so there's a whole process, right? So David has to take off his shoes. They all sit down uh, in the temple and in Thai, the monk asks, can you understand Thai? And David's looking around at Annie because he knows a little bit, but not enough to be fluent yet. And David says, you know, just a little. And so the monk says that part of the process is you have to take off your jewelry, which is the same reason why he had to shave his head. And I just thought it was really interesting to understand that process where David has to be able to find happiness without anything. And, you know, I'll tell you from my own personal experience, last year was a really hard year for me. And I know it was a hard year for a lot of people. And we think about all the things that we take for granted, right? So when I heard that, I was like, oh, I I don't know. It just brought me back to basics. You have to be able to feel happiness without anything. And that's the test, right? So without the riches and the jewelry and and the uh, superficial stuff, do you have happiness from within? And, and can you be happy without all of the material things? And it's something for us to all think about, right? Especially in the West where, where you know, it's all the material things that we, we seek and we're after. And so uh, they take his jewelry off, they cut off one of his bra- bracelets. And the monk goes on to explain to us that it's really rare and special to be ordained as a as a monk. And David sees it as a sense of honor. And I do too. Um, And then the monk goes on to say, to be a good monk, it's important for you to follow this one rule. Prevent your mind from being distracted. Control your mind and your heart, um, especially when it comes to sensual passions. Now, before I go further... I think that that's something that we can all relate to, right? Because I don't know about you, but I can, I can tend to be an overthinker. And, you know, when people do things or say things, or I'm trying to like, I want to do this and I want to do that in my life and, and it doesn't work out, you can overthink it. Right. And, and. Don't get distracted. I think this being 2023, the beginning of the new year, I think that that's something a word and a message that we can bring in throughout the whole entire year moving forward is don't get distracted by the little things. And if you can control your mind and you can control your heart, then you control everything, right? Because your mind and your heart are the two most important things in your life. And if you can remember to focus on that, then I think that we all can go a long way. Now, The monk goes on to tell David that he must practice and follow the rules, and his good actions will benefit not only himself, but everyone that has been supporting him her, and his whole village. So basically, his good works and good deeds will equal to good karma. And so he's feeling a bit overwhelmed. He's feeling a bit emotional. You see that he starts crying. And um, he realizes that the weight of, his actions are are not only karmically going to reflect on him but all of the villagers that have supported him so you know it's a big responsibility which is why i said you know he should have probably done a little bit more um be getch b getch is so funny um Which is why I feel like he should have done a little bit more research. But what I also think, too, that this is going to be part of his journey. Now, y'all, can we talk about Jordan? And I know I probably didn't take a picture of it. But I got to tell you, Jordan continues to be problematic. Jordan is so problematic. He's so problematic. And I get the angst, the teenage years. He's 15. He's going through some things. But I feel like he's above and beyond. Like, I feel like he's above and beyond for like a villager to be so spoiled and entitled and naughty. Jordan is naughty, y'all. He's so naughty. Anyways, unlike last year where uh, they were at the temple and remember Jordan uh, took the machete and ran into the bushes and he never showed up to the temple and no one knew where he was. Look at me. I'm already like, oh Lord, here we go. I want to say so many things but I'm going to try to behave myself. Anyways, this time around, Jordan shows up to the temple or joins the family and goes to the temple with them. But he starts sleeping. This fool is literally sleeping during David's ordainment to becoming a monk. This fool is sleep. Just sleep. So his brother tries to wake him up and they're all like, did Jordan fall asleep. And Jordan tries to say that because uh, the monk started chanting, the chanting really relaxed him. And because he was relaxed, he fell asleep. No, Jordan, you're just super 100% disrespectful. You're super like angsty and you're you're just, you're a naughty teenager. And I feel for Annie and David because He's gonna be a lot to take on. Like Jordan and Amber are polar opposites. And if you're looking at this photo, this is how Amber looks throughout all of their to cameras. She's looking like, oh Lord, please don't let Jordan say anything stupid. Please don't let Jordan embarrass her family. Please let Jordan just behave himself. Like she she comes across with that energy because she knows, like, look, just look at this photo. You can see the naughtiness in Jordan, and you can see how Amber's like, oh Lord, please help us. Gram 19 says he is such a brat. His older brother needs to do something. Someone needs to do something because if they can't control him in Thailand, can you imagine what he's going to do when he comes to America? He's kicking it in Arizona. Oh, Lord, let's not start. So they wake Jordan up um, and the ceremony is is coming to an end. Part of the process is David has to strip of his clothes. Um, and from going from the white outfit, he puts on a yellow robe and now he's become a monk. And David says, once that happened, he immediately felt the transformation. And now what they have to do is there's a three day process that David has to stay at the temple. So David has to stay at the temple by himself or with the other monks while uh his family and friends go back to the village and in those three days he has to be able to control his mind his body his stomach his feelings all of the things and annie totally trolls him and says you know that means basically no like who said this that means like Beget said, that that means no poochie that means no pizza you gotta like control yourself Uh, so, he does his greetings, and he says bye to the family, and the family's like, yeah, you're a monk now. It's not bye-bye. You're supposed to say blessings as a monk, as you bless the villagers, which I thought was hilarious as well. And Annie's aunt and uncle, it's almost like they, hey, midwife Christo, it's almost like they were wagering on this whole situation, because... They go to camera, you guys, and they're literally like, oh, we're excited to see if David will be able to to live according to tradition. Auntie Loom says she doesn't have any high expectations. She thinks he's not even going to last one day before he sneaks out of the temple. And I was like, oh, Lord, you guys, they are betting on his failure, which, you know, considering... Everything that is going on with David, I don't know. We'll see what happens if he makes it. So the family leaves. He's left at the temple. And he has met up with uh, another monk, Satit, who is kind of showing him around a little bit. Um, Satit speaks a little bit of English. Uh, David speaks a little bit of Thai. So they're, like, trying to power through and figure it out. So one of the things we learn is that what David's routine is going to look like uh, for the next three days. So he's supposed to get up at 6 a.m. every morning. They walk the temple. They ring the bell. They collect food. They meditate. They read. And they do all of that until 4 p.m. At 4 p.m., David then has to clean um, the temple. And then they go back to praying, reading, and then they go to sleep. And it's the same routine day in and day out. <laughs> um. Hey, Fabulous, your are new. How long was he saying he's going to do this? For three days uh, at the temple. We don't know how long he's deciding to be a monk. Uh, Crystal says only three days. I think they cut it down for him. That part facts. And Better Day says, yeah, he has to do it for three days. So, is he going to make the three days, you guys? We'll find out. So, back at the house, uh, the family's back at the house, and, you know, Annie and Jordan have had really no together time, no alone time, and she hasn't had a chance to talk to him since uh, she got back, and remember, Ashley and her daughter were there, and they all got COVID, so they all had to quarantine, so since quarantine, she hasn't really talked to Jordan, so... She walks over, Jordan's like fishing in the back pond or whatever. She walks over to him, asks him, you know, did you like the ceremony? You know, I'm really proud you showed up because last year you were in the bushes with a machete. So I really feel like you've come a long way. I really feel like you have matured and I really feel like you've changed a lot. And then he's like, yeah, not really. I haven't changed. Not really. I was like, Oh, Jordan. Why are you so naughty? Why? Why are you so naughty, Jordan? <laughs> you guys are hilarious in the live chat. I have to check. Crystal says, I didn't think you could pick up and put down being a monk, but I could be wrong. And Beget says, Jordan better watch if David is anything like a priest now. That part. So... Jordan is basically like, yeah, he doesn't feel like he's grown up. He doesn't feel like he's matured. Um, and Annie wants to talk to him. She wants to talk to him about his behavior last year. She wants to talk about his behavior right now. And she wants to see, like, where do you stand with all of this? So the first thing she asked him is, why didn't you come and say goodbye last time? You know, you really hurt my feelings. You hurt David's feelings. You disrespected us. Um and his answer was, I was just being a teenager. I couldn't control my moods, but deep down, I feel ashamed. That's what Jordan said. And I get it. The the angst of being a teenager, you know, I think we all remember it. I just feel like Jordan got double doses of it. I don't know. Like he, he comes across as like the tortured soul. And I'm not sure why, like, there's got to be more of a backstory besides him just being a 15 year old, right? Like, where is this all coming from? So Annie apologizes. She feels guilty because she feels like, you know, maybe she pushed him too much last year. Maybe she was forcing him to do something that he didn't want to do. So she apologizes to him and tells him, you know, I'm not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. If you want to come to the U.S., you can come. If you don't want to come to the US, then you don't have to. I'll support whatever it is that you decide. Um, and so he thinks about it. There's like a silence. And then he tells Annie that he wants to go. And I think part of that has to do with Annie's other brother, who told Jordan that, you know, going to the US, Learning the language, all uh, English, and all the things is going only to be beneficial for you, and it's a great opportunity. And I think that that's what made Jordan reconsider his situation. So Annie's super happy that Jordan has decided that he wants to come with Amber to the United States. Um, and one of the things that Jordan says. That made him change his mind is the fact that Annie apologized for pushing him last year. And that has made him happy. So, what's the next steps for them? Next step is that Annie and David are going to take Amber and Jordan to Phuket. And they are going to get immersed in an English uh, language program. And Annie's so funny because she makes a joke, right? She's like, Do you have a bikini, Jordan? right? Because when we go to Phuket, you know, we probably can go swimming, all of that stuff. And then she's like, oh, I guess men don't wear bikinis. And then Jordan makes a joke and says, you know, I'm not Cindy, right? And if you remember, Cindy is Annie's lady boyfriend. I just thought that was funny. So the other thing, so that's the first step. They're going to go to Phuket and try to uh, have the kids learn more English. The second step is super important to Annie is that she's trying to repair her relationship with Jordan uh, because, you know, she just doesn't feel close to him anymore and and they've always, they continue to fight. And one of the things she's worried about is that Jordan is super moody and he's super emotional. And I agree with both of those things. I think that it's going to be harder than they think, right? So even though the Jordan has decided that um, Even though Jordan has decided that he wants to come to the United States. Hold on, you guys. I don't think that he can change who he is. How old is he? Jordan is 15 years old. 15. Um, I think he has a lot of growing up to do, but I also think he has to face whatever... I don't want to say demons, but whatever issues he has, because I think that this angst that he has, is it goes beyond teenage angst. I think that there's something that is underlying that he's not talking about. And I think that that's going to be the root of the issues. So this moodiness and emotional, because you know what? You can be a 15 year old with angst, but what you're not about to do. And and I guess I watched too, too much true crime, you guys, but like, Last year, he scared me when he took that machete out and jumped on the bed in front of Annie and David and then ran out to the forest. I just don't think that that's regular 15-year-old behavior. I don't care where you live. You picking up a weapon and um, um, passive-aggressively threatening your family members is just not a good look it's not a good look. It's very scary. And then having that like moody, I'm sleeping, don't bother me. Someone's talking to you and you're just like staring them down. I just personally feel that goes beyond a 15 year old angst. You need to find out what's going on with this boy, Jordan. And you need to find out immediately before you take him out of the only atmosphere and family he's known. So if he's doing that where he feels comfortable, what is he going to be doing in America where he barely knows the language and he doesn't feel comfortable? David and Annie are in their brand new house. They're sleeping in their room. Amber's sleeping in her room. And then Jordan has a freak out and then decides to go down to the kitchen and grab a butcher knife. Like, no thank you. See, that's Crystal here. You and I are on the same page. And then imagine him coming to America away from everyone he knows. I don't think it's a good move. So, again, they need to think about whatever it is that the root of his issues are. They need to address that first before you, in my opinion, pick him up and, you know, disroot him from everything that he knows. Clearly, he already has some issues. And Annie, you know, has a, like, yes, she she was like a motherly type figure for her her cousin and her brother. But, you know, they both still had a mom. They both still had a dad. So it wasn't like she raised them. And David wasn't there to raise his kids. So between the two of them, they don't really have any parental experience. And then you bring a troubled teen into it. I just guys. I just, I wish them the best, but I'm worried. So um, we head over to David, who's not doing very well on his first night at the temple. He finds out that the bathroom's outside and he's starting to see the challenges of trying to become a monk. He's having problems being away from his wife. He's having problems dealing with hunger issues and having trouble with Uh, his room and the bed being on the floor and the bathroom being outside. And he says it's different than what he expected, which is like, well, what did you expect? It's not like you're going to be staying at a hotel. You're becoming a monk. And one of the first things they say is that, you know, you have to strip yourself of all the luxuries and you have to be able to be happy without anything. I mean, and we just learned that all together and we know that. So I'm wondering what he was thinking. So, it's 11.27 p.m. for him and he's hot. There's no air conditioning, which is something else that he's he's having issues with. He's hungry and he's hearing noises. And then it's 1.03 in the morning. He's still up. And don't forget, he has to be up, up at 6 a.m. Um, to do start his monthly duties. And he is having problems sleeping because what one of the things we learn is that um, in the monks quarters there are a bunch of urns of of people that have passed away annie's grandfather is there loam's daughter is there and they keep the urns there um, to protect them because they have yet to find their final resting place and so he's thinking he's hearing sounds that he's never heard before. And Annie's like, you know, it's possible. They believe in ghosts. They believe that ghosts come out after midnight and they talk amongst each other. And so that might be the sounds that he's hearing. And so he can't fall asleep. He's questioning the fact whether he made the right choices or not. Um Crystal says he can't do all that, but he's got a phone or a camera to capture his journey. Hmm. Uh, so, we'll see what happens. It looks like uh from the preview next week that David is going to continue to struggle. And, um, you know, it's only 3 days, you guys. I I I wonder have any of you guys ever traveled and stayed at a youth hostel because I it's not the same i'm not saying it's the same but it's very similar like there's there's not a lot of bells and whistles so if you've traveled a lot in your life and especially if you stayed in hostels when you were younger you're used to like having a stupid bunk and like open bathrooms and having to watch your stuff and crazy sounds because everyone's from around the world so i don't know if david ever did that in his lifetime but You know, it wasn't going to be the Four Seasons or the W or, you know, anything like that. And if he can't rough it out or like even going camping, if he can't rough it out for three days, I don't understand what, what I just don't understand, I guess. Uh, Anyways, you guys, that was the show. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Definitely let me know what your thoughts are. David becoming a monk, and I will be back here live in about 30 minutes at three o'clock to cover Lauren and Alexi, and I'll just, I'm going to give you a little preview. I might be on a rant because, I, I mean, I'm not married, but if I was married, Lauren's parents would drive me crazy. I think they're a little extra. I think they're too invested, and they're acting like Lauren and Alexi are not in their 30s, but they're like, in their 20s and they don't know anything. So, um, yeah. Thanks for being here, you guys. Also, don't forget to let me know if you like this time slot. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people in the live chat that maybe this is a good time for you guys. So definitely let me know in the comments and I will see you guys in 30 minutes. Bye for now.